going on? Welcome back to another wonderful ESL podcast. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, and you know what? We're getting into some urbanization. This is listening. This is me speaking a little bit of listening to understand what's actually happening out there. Guys, what does urbanization mean? It means how do you think the growth of cities will affect the different areas below? Now, the different areas below go as follows. Families, the economy, health, population growth, crime, rural area, okay? Rural life in general. So will the effects be positive or negative? Now, this is very, very important because when it comes to urbanization, let's talk about a couple of things. So China, China has mega cities, the Shanghai, the Beijing. The next thing you know, Mr. Jack Ma, he found the need. He said, you know what? There are a lot of people out there in the rural villages that do not have the opportunity to get this. They can't buy this. They can't buy that because they're just so far outside. They love living the rural life. So Alibaba came and now they're beginning to transport different goods and different services to some of these villages. He gave me a story that a man said, you know what? I had never tried Italian food and I would love to have some. So it took about two days, but all the things, all the ingredients to enable someone to cook Italian food had come to this guy's doorstep way out there in the foothills. And he was able to eat Italian food for the first time. See, this is urbanization. Because a lot of people, they still want to live that rural life. So if we actually come into Thailand, per se, a lot of people love, well, no, they don't love, but they come here to Bangkok because they know the opportunity is grand. It's massive out here in Bangkok. Now, on the other hand, is the opportunity massive in other parts of Thailand? No. Because the pay is much lower, the food is much lower, everything. Now, if there were implementations to actually increase vegetation and different things out there that will enable people to live and farm and export and import different goods and services, people would not move here to Thailand. This is why Thailand has become an increasingly overpopulated city because a lot of people move here to make money for their families back home. Now, unfortunately, there aren't that many people who are fortunate in terms of just getting a job all of a sudden. And so what do I mean by that? Well, I know there are a lot of poor families that send their children here at the ages of 16 or maybe even younger to engage in some very illegal activity to get money to send back home. This is very unfortunate. Now, can we blame the parents or do we blame the entire country as a whole for not giving those opportunities to the upcountry? Well, it could be a little bit of both. But urbanization here in Thailand, if we talk about some of these categories, let's get into it. Families, is it good for families? Not really because during some of the uh, holidays, a lot of people end up driving all the way outside of town to go back home. And the, the, the traffic, not only the traffic increases, but the fatalities increase too. And when that happens, there are a lot of issues because, again... Um, a lot of traffic fatalities because everyone who, it's just a a big bundle. So the roads become crazily clogged and there are no cars out here in Thailand or I'm sorry, in the heart of Bangkok because everyone had gone home. So you just see taxis and buses, the norms. Now, there are too many cars out here. 
companies such as Toyota, Honda, they continue shipping loads upon loads of cars here. And, of course, the country itself tells people, hey, buy the car, buy the car. You can have your own car. But the people need to be taking their mass the uh, mass transit system. So that's why this one right over here across the street. I wouldn't say across the street, but just right up the road from me. Um, this one's going to be opening in one week. There's a mass transit system. Now, let me give you an example. I teach an executive. I said, where do you live? He said, I live on the southwest side of Bangkok. He lives in a place called Bangke. Bangke does have the new transit system, but it's not opening. Oh, however, it will be opening the 1st of July. He said, Arsenio. I said, yes. He said, I will be able to park my car there and I could literally take the train all the way to this specific stop, also known as Silom. So from Banke to Silom takes 30 minutes by train, max. And let me give you a crazier statistic. If he were to drive to the headquarters of this specific bank, it would take him two hours, and it does take him two hours, Monday through Friday. He's going to be able to save seven and a half hours, somewhere between six to seven and a half hours every morning. Because now he doesn't have to rush. He doesn't have to leave at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. He could literally leave at 7 a.m., park his car at the massive parking garage that they have provided for the citizens out here in Bangkok, and commute by train all the way to his job. This is what urbanization must have cities such as bangkok and of course new york can you imagine new york city without a mass transit system it would be a disaster yes i know a lot of you out there in new york you're like well you know what the train system is a disaster i completely and wholeheartedly agree in thailand they were not prepared for this influx and they were not prepared to become a mega city and this is why it's crazy right now because there are too many cars and these cars are pumping in too much greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, which is making people sick from Monday. I'm sorry, not Monday, from January to May. That's called the pollution season. OK, because there are no cold fronts. There are no there's no wind coming in from the north and no wind coming in from the south. Therefore, there is a massive problem. And this problem is people wearing masks everywhere. A lot of, uh, you know, the government ends up, like, shooting water into the sky. Like, that's going to do something. And it just continues getting worse and worse unless a storm comes in and pushes a lot of the dust out. Now, with people, with this transit system, and I just got an email this morning. And I just got a message from a lady that actually employs me at one of the, the massive banks out here. And she says, Arsenio, look. Boom, she sent me the picture. I said, oh, my and I was like, oh, I, like I was beyond excited. I was excited, beyond excited, beyond excited because she said, Arsenio, this train right next to your home that you pass by, it's opening next week. I said, oh, oh my goodness gracious. And this train is going to be able to go from where my job is that I work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. I'll be able to take that train from there, a place called Central Rama 9, one of the biggest shopping plazas in Bangkok, all the way to a place called Bangwa. This train's going to go under the river, and then it's going to go into an elevated toll, and I'll be able to go to a place called Bangwa, which is only two stations from where I live. I'm not going to ha I'm going to save money, and I'm going to ha I'm going to save a lot of different things. I'm so excited. However, I'm going to get into this just really quickly. There is one train line. This one's a double train line I'm telling you guys about. One train line shoots up. To the north side of Bangkok. This is probably one of the most critical lines 
ever. This isn't going to open for another six months. I'm completely okay with No, I'm really not okay with that because I told my job they're on this specific line. And you guys should see the traffic below that line. And you know what? Me and my, my students and I, we were bitching. We were complaining. We were screaming bloody murder because it was a bunch of BS. I cannot believe that they're not gonna, going to open that line yet. But you know what? It's all good. Just open this massive line right here so it gives 2 million people the opportunity to stop using their goddamn cars and stop polluting Bangkok and making everyone's health even worse. That's one of the most important things. Health. So if we look at population growth, until the government and other places begin shipping jobs out there to the rural areas and producing things that will enable people to make more salary and bring more of what Bangkok has to the outside, it's never going to work. A mass transit system in this country is absolutely needed. Now, for those of you in Japan, my Japanese listeners, you guys got a flawless mass transit system. Singapore, you guys are flawless. You have a mass transit system. England, I know you guys have a 567,000 year old system but it works it works but thailand it's due for one they have a 100 year old train that should take only two hours to get from this place to that place but it takes 13 hours okay so with population growth this is why the government said you know what we need to push to get things done so this is why over the last five years there have been just these red – there's a lot of different color lines that are going up everywhere. Another place that I work at on a Wednesday, it's called the Yellow Line. They're building that thing like crazy. They got these massive machines just plowing into the ground. Okay, this one – over. this where I live right now is extremely far away from the other side of Bangkok. I have to commute like 30 kilometers. But if that Yellow Line opens and the Orange Line opens and it connects to this Blue Line over here, I win. So these are the most important aspects of just of just growth in general. You're going to have to adapt to what's happening. And a lot of people they don't see what they don't see the future. So, if we talk about crime, crime in America much worse than crime here in Thailand. I'm safe here in Thailand. In America, I can get blown to smithereens at any given moment from anyone, from a Samaritan, from sitting in a restaurant, no pun intended, to actually walking on the street and having the police harass me for whatever reason. This has happened to me, yes, in America a plentiful of times. But crime here in Thailand has not risen. So you guys, and I love it because gun laws here are unbelievably strict. So Thailand, big, big ups to you guys. So, But the thing is, they're going to have to somehow adapt and start helping people in the rural areas. How can we get train systems out there? Okay, There are poor villages that live in the hilltops of different places scattered in the north side of this country. They don't even have energy up there. They don't have light. So how can you begin to get light up there? It's the same things that happened out there in the Philippines. That's when an entrepreneur came and spoke on stage with Jack Ma, president and president at the time, Barack Obama, and said, I am an entrepreneur. I've created this a light bulb so I could get 1,500 people in this area uh, light. See, when you find a need and fill it, you become a millionaire. But not only that, you help people. And so your goal, your passion is on the other side of helping. But before I even get into that, what we're going to do, we're going to listen to an audio on urbanization. All right. Now, no, this is not in blog form. You guys are just going to listen and to what this guy has to say. And then I'm going to play two of these. And then from there, we might uh, jump into a developing critical thinking later, later on. So, guys, with that being said, and without further ado, let's hop right into this bad boy. Track 22. 
I mean the movement. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'd like to introduce the topic we're going to be right, discussing this week, and that's urbanization. By urbanization, I mean the movement of people from the countryside to the city, and those people are moving in very large numbers. Some scholars say this movement from rural to urban is the biggest migration in human history. Well, that's a big claim, but the statistics are very compelling. Between now and the end of the 21st century, about three billion people will move from the village to the city. That's three billion with a B. Right now, about 50% of the world's people live in cities, but by 2050, that number will be about 70%. So, yes, Diana. Sorry, I was just wondering why so many people move to cities. Is there one main reason for it? Okay, I'll get to that. But let me finish this point first. Right, urbanization is happening very quickly and dramatically. Let me just give you some statistics to illustrate this point. In the year 1950, there were 86 cities with more than a million people. That's 86 for the whole world. Today, there are 400. India has 35 of these cities. China has 166. One of those Chinese cities is Shenzhen. That's where the iPhone and other high-tech devices are made. Over 14 million people live there today. In 1980, it was a little fishing village of 25,000. Wow! The city's population is still increasing. Now. Diana wants to know whether there is one main cause of urbanization. The answer is simple: life in a rural village is not easy. I know we see pictures of rural Asia or Africa and think, "Wouldn't it be wonderful to live there? Life must be so much simpler." Well, in fact, there are about a billion people in the world now who are living on less than a dollar a day. And three quarters of them are small farmers in agricultural villages. Think about that statistic for a second. A dollar a day isn't much. There's poverty, hunger, and disease in the village, and people don't live as long. Of course, moving to the city is not easy. A lot of these migrants are living in slums. About a billion people, in fact, according to the UN. That's a lot. These places can be crowded, dirty, and sometimes dangerous, but they also do a lot of good for people. For one thing, some so-called slums are really not that bad. There may not be clean water, but there is cable TV, internet access, and access to public transportation. And more importantly, the slum is where your network is. People from your village are already there. These connections can help you find a job, loan you money to start a business, mind your kids while you're working, and so on. And the houses may be small and simple, but in a lot of cases, the people actually own them. In some slums, the rate of home ownership is as high as 85 percent. In addition to this, it's important to note that not all megacities have these issues. Shenzhen, for instance, is a totally planned city. Most of the workers there live in dormitories in the factories. 
Another interesting fact about urbanization in China is that the vast majority of the factory workers are female. This is just one example of how urbanization is increasing opportunities for women around the world. So, even though there are some concerns about urbanization, it can have some very positive effects. In fact, I'd say it's mostly positive. Number one, it has lifted millions and millions of people out of poverty. Although some areas of these cities are very poor, the people who arrive there often move into the middle class, or at least their children do. Also, the migrants in the city send money back to the villages, a lot of money actually, $250 billion a year, according to one estimate. And here's one more thing to consider. People in cities have smaller families, and thanks to public transportation, they use less energy. Because of urbanization, in 2050, the world's population will actually start to decrease. That is great news for the environment, for global warming, and for a number of other issues we face in the future. Now, that is very, very fascinating. So, pumping $250 billion back to rural villages, awesome. Um, and again, decrease, I, I just don't see it happening. Um, I actually see other things, like, in terms of it going up. I really don't know if it's going to decrease, to be honest, but that would be great. Um, but again, uh, are there more positives or are there more negatives? So, what I'm going to do in the next podcast is uh i'm going to discuss the the critical thinking about urbanization we're going to break down this con uh this specific uh close listening uh audio and we're going to discuss it even more i would love to bring someone on to discuss such a thing but you know what if they can't come on and come on it's all good but nonetheless, guys, thank you so much. Uh, stay tuned for more because there will be another developing critical thinking uh, as a follow-up to this one. So stay tuned for that. And as always, I'm your host, Arsenio. Thanks for tuning in. Over and out.